Yeah. I would say spot check, you know, do your business owners take the mm -hmm. time. I know you're busy installing the deals that we're all pushing through your system. Right. Um, take the time and randomly go sit with people in their presentation. If they lie every single time about the tax credit, they're not going to know the truth when you sit with them. They're not going to be able to fake it. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I've got a unique and special one today. I love it because I love women that can sell. You know what I'm saying? Like it is a huge asset that if you get somebody on your team that has a woman and she can sell, she's typically amazing recruiters, but we've got Sherry D today. She's a, a sales specialist, a solar sales specialist over at Sky Blue Energy. She's one of my Apex sisters. I've seen her journey from being a brand, brand new to solar to being a heavyweight in the industry now. And she just came back from SolarCon and she was on stage at SolarCon. And this is your still your first year in the business just yeah just after so i'm about about a year and a half now yeah one year in the business and you're on stage at SolarCon. i feel like that's yeah. the most rapid rise i've seen in solar so far so <laughs> congratulations on that how Thank was you. how was SolarCon? it was magical it was unbelievable i've never seen i've been to a million trade shows i've, I've mm -hmm. sold everything under the sun i've never seen anything like what jake put together it was so good so good yeah, they, I went last year and they did they did an amazing job. The content you wanted was there. And then mm -hmm. honestly, the abundance mindset, you still got those like people that thought they were big shit, you know what I mean, in the room. Yes. But there was a yeah. lot of abundance mindset. It was a sharing of information and it was exactly what Jake's vision was, which is to 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 basically improve improve the industry, right? Yeah. It was super positive. And it was nice mm -hmm. to see guys like Hayes Barnard come in and John mm -hmm. Frampton and Abby Buckmiller and just talk about yeah, we know what the past looks like, but man, look at how infinite the future is for renewable energy and the guys that really have control over the money and how things are happening just in mm -hmm. like government ways. Um, yeah. it, it was cool to hear how positive and how excited they are about it. So a year ago, did you ever imagine that you would be on a stage like pouring into these people? No. I mean, three months ago, I wouldn't have thought that, honestly. So, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody says, like, how did you get to this point? I, I don't feel like I've found any real success yet. I think that what what my journey looks like is just me refusing to quit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that looks like success to people. I mean, I, two months ago, I had $21 in my bank account. So it's not like yeah. there's there's struggle. I'm still I have a lot of character building days still. You know? but, <laughs> I like the way you phrase that character. Building <laughs> That's right. I've got them. But mm -hmm. uh, to be given the opportunity to jump up on stage and have the answer for some of these people is uh, is very fulfilling. Did you surprise yourself a little bit once you were given that opportunity? Yes. Yes. I said yes to speaking at SolarCon before I knew what panel I was going to be on. I had no idea what I was going to say or what I was supposed to talk about. Um, and it all came like right before SolarCon. It was great. Mm -hmm. You're a uh, you know, doing well as a first year rep, you're going to help new first year reps. So I was like, got it. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Right in. So yeah. did you have any of the nerves or anything like that? I mean, this is like your second or third podcast, right? What's my second? I'm still it's nervous. <laughs> okay. And then, and then, you know, was that your first stage or first time oh, yeah. public speaking? Yes. <laughs> yes. And we had Danny Pessy as our moderator. 
and he oh, walks man. in the room and he's just like sweating he's radiating so much energy right and i, yeah. I like put my hand on him and i'm like you're you're stressing me out right now like i need you to <laughs> <laughs> i need you, you to need calm to down. energy down yes. you need to make me calm that's right. He like took supposed off to moderate my energy. Exactly. He took off his fur coat, and I just ran behind stage. I'm like, I'll wait back here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, I, I would say you've had quite the journey in the past year, and I think maybe we've been in communication for about six or seven months of that journey. So I haven't even seen all of it. You know, uh, you kind of came up on mine and Wayne's radar. I would say, you know, when you joined Apex, it's like, oh, hey, we got another solo person. Let's get him in the solo chat. Let's make sure that they're uh, taken care of, you know, and that we're sharing as much information with them as we can. And so, you know, you and Wayne talked a lot about some of the, the issues that you were having and then you were moving to DFW and everything. And Wayne was like, could we? And I'm like, no, dude, we don't have a location there. We don't have support. You know what I mean? And it sounds like the company she's with is pretty solid right now. So let's not shake that boat. Let's let her go be successful. You know what I'm saying? And so um, and then and then, uh, you know, basically we've been part of that journey ever since and just seeing you go from that beginning where you were kind of unsure of what you were doing and trying to figure it out to now i mean you just completed 70 deals and over 600 kilowatts in one year yeah that was my first you know year how insane that is <laughs> i mean that's amazing that it, is felt like amazing. I, it felt like i was failing more than i was winning honestly so you know like if anybody you know can remember back to their first year in solar Mm -hmm. There's deals where you close and you're excited, right? Like I closed yeah. that deal. I got that install. I'm excited. A lot of times I was just relieved. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's hard to even explain. It was, um, I fell on my face a lot. I learned a lot. I mean, I had six cancels that year, which felt like the end of the world to have six mm -hmm. people decide that, that, you know, what I told them or what they thought it was, wasn't actually what they wanted. Right. Um, it was a lot of learning. It was a lot of learning for sure. Yeah. I feel like, you know, good salespeople are going to have cancels because at the end of the day, you're excited about your product. You get the customer excited. Maybe they make a decision that they're not completely sure of. And then somebody talks them out of it afterwards. Right. You know, so yeah. that's, that's, that's going to happen. 10% is pretty solid in terms of a cancel rate. Now, if that was your churn rate, that'd be another story. Right. But, um, Tim, I, I feel like 10% is pretty solid in, in terms of cancel rate. I had, I had sales reps that were doing 50% because they were lying their ass off and I had to give them the boot. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. At least, I mean, at least you were able to identify it quickly and get them out of there. Yeah, absolutely. So for current or even, you know, new solar salespeople, kind of what is something, some of the things that you focus on in order to be productive and, and have a positive attitude out in the field? Yeah, I'd say find a mentor, find the right mentor for you mm -hmm. as a new sales rep. Um, there's a lot of flash dancers in our industry. There's Rolexes and Lamborghinis and guys who sold one deal and made, you know, too much money for it to be ethical. And they just want to pretend that they're coaching people now. Mm -hmm. So I would say find a mentor who shares your core values. It's not it's not hard to pick those guys out. Um, mm -hmm. Look at their past experience more than just like the last two months of what they've done. Look at the last, you know, six, eight yeah. a year of what they've done. Um, and then focus in on daily disciplines. Honestly, they asked on stage, one of the questions they asked was, you know, how do you keep people motivated or how do you stay motivated? And I just, I think, you know, motivation is, is flighty. I think it's a scam. I think that you can listen to a podcast on your way to the hood and then mm -hmm. get out of the car and get your teeth kicked in on the first three doors. And all of a sudden you're not motivated anymore. Right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Instantly back to the car. Right. So mm -hmm. I would say like focus on daily disciplines. It's the little wins for me. I have like a habit tracker on my phone. 
-hmm. and I go to the gym today like that's a win for me I'll celebrate that win did I did I drink a gallon of water today I'll celebrate that win so mm -hmm. focus on the little wins of the daily disciplines and then honestly the the results just happen after that don't focus on on motivation no I couldn't agree more so one of the things you you, you said was uh they were they were making so much it was unethical yeah. right so that like you said flash dance or whatever one sale mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it's 10 sales right but they're making uh in a couple of months what you should be making in a year right, right. and i completely understand that because there's so many people that will come in to the industry learn how to sell and then they'll go direct to the installer and the installer will give them a deal or whatever the case is there's a lot of that going on right now it's a new industry that's going to happen right yeah. So I guess my question to you is because I had this, I, I was on David Taggart's podcast before this, and I don't know how it came up, but all of a sudden I'm ranting and raving about the commissions <laughs> in solar, right? And this is why I got out of it, honestly, because the industry standard is still not low enough for me to be in it. And in, in my very humble opinion, because I was only in it for two years, right? And so my thought was more of that commission needs to go over to the install companies, right? Because I'm I'm still dealing with deals from last year that I have I'm on the hook for. You know what I'm saying? As a business owner, I can't just turn my back on these homeowners, you know? And right. it's like, you know, holes in the roof and, and stuff like that. These installers, their margin is half of what the dealer margin is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. so when I first got into this business and I saw that, I was like, okay, I guess this is how the business is. And then I got six months into it and I was like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. And then I got a year and a half into it. And I'm like, no, this shouldn't be the way that it is. Right? right. And so I put that out there into the world and I got nothing but hate back. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was mad at me. Like, you know, um, I ended up getting out of the business, you know? And so my, my question to you is what do you feel like for you? You know what I mean? And don't cater this to me, Sure. you know, be, be, be honest. What do you feel like is that unethical point? Is it percentage? Is it a dollar amount? It, you know, how do you kind of gauge that? I, that's a good question. So right now I'm on more of a profit share kind of pay plan. So if I sell a skinny okay. deal, we both make skinny profit. If I sell mm -hmm. a fat deal, then, you know, we both make more money on that. So right. it's, it's never one-sided. It's never, I make all the money or mm -hmm. my team makes all the money. Um, I don't know that there's a dollar amount that it becomes unethical, but right. it's it's math, right? Like you're not legitimately serving the homeowner at the level that you could if you're if you're coming home with a you know, twenty thousand dollar paycheck off of one deal, right? Yeah, like absolutely, there's no market. I mean, not even California now. There's mm -hmm. no market where you can legitimately say, Mister Homeowner, I'm able to save you a you know a comfortable amount of money and walk away with that. In my opinion, and, I, yeah. and I'm a new rep and I'm sure this is going to light a fire for me too. Mm -hmm. But I think that as long as it's a win-win-win, as long as the homeowner's legitimately saving money with a system that's sized properly, that, that mm -hmm. we're not faking numbers to them, the salesperson and the installation company can make good money. It's, it has to be yeah. a win-win-win. I don't think anybody should lose in this situation. It's renewable energy and solar specifically is still so lucrative that yeah. we can all three benefit. Yeah. 100%. I think this is why you see EPCs going out of business, right? Because they've offered a one nine red line, right? Yeah. And these sales organizations come in and they have all these guys selling bad deals. And yeah. then, I mean, you roll a truck one time as an installation company, right? And it costs all the margin you had in that one deal. So, but I don't, sales reps, in my opinion, from what I've seen, sales reps are mm -hmm. recruited, like you're going to make a million dollars this year. Like work for yeah. me, I'm going to make you a millionaire. 
So yeah. all they're focused on is is the money. Like we come in mm-hmm. thinking, you know, big eyes, we're gonna our name's gonna be in the lights. Um, but, but as salespeople that I've experienced in the beginning, we're not having grace for the mm-hmm. EPC at all in what they're making or not making, what they're losing from us. Like, a, yeah, I think it's a conversation that we need to start having more. Absolutely, I I couldn't agree more. And you know, now that I'm not like directly in the industry anymore, obviously I could be a little more loose-lipped. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> That's right. But but I do. I see I see the tradesmen. You know what I mean? And I see what they put into their businesses. And, and it is, it's, they have the liability. Like when yes. that customer's pissed off, you know what I mean? Their warranty doesn't necessarily cus- cover everything that they have to do, you know? And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of EPCs out there that are just subbing everything out and they're not holding the line, you know what yes. I'm saying? But when you get that one, and, and, and one of those for me, I'll give them a shout out was Texas Solar, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't able to install as fast as we'd like them to install because we're salespeople and we want it done fast, right? I want to get paid right now. But they are working with me to take care of all these customers that have issues. You know what I'm saying? They're not saying, hey, Doug, you're not sending us deals anymore. We're not going to even respond to your email. We'll deal with the customers directly. You know what I'm saying? No, they're working with me to make sure that I know that that my customers are are taken care of on the back end, you know? And so I... I think when you find those type of installers as a sales org, if you can find ways to support them or send them better quality deals, invest in them, you need to do that. That's all part of building relationships and building a great business, right? Right. I think that all comes down to the very first conversation you have when you're choosing an EPC. Go through the mm-hmm. contract. Here's what I've learned. I've worked for amazing EPCs. I've worked for less than admirable ones. I'm currently mm-hmm. with obviously the best or I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, the contract is where when I was with the less than desirable EPC, that contract, if I would have been more diligent, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache and a lot of money. I could have saved myself. So this, when I joined Sky Blue, um, I went through the contract where I've got to say a total of five hours with the ownership team talking about everything that I either didn't understand or didn't mm-hmm. agree with or places where maybe he left himself vulnerable. Like, And it opened up a conversation between us that I would have never had. I didn't know that that EPC business owners put their homes on the line, that they put yeah. their life savings on the line. I didn't realize that while I'm over here wondering about my, you know, $200 a kilowatt, that he's got 27 people on salary that he has to yeah. also worry about, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not taught that as new sales reps. We're just sent out into the field with 37 minutes of training saying, go sell yeah. solar, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. That would, that would be cost efficient, but it wouldn't work too well. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when I think about a sales program, 37 minutes, no, it's like minimum three days. And that's if you're selling cable, you know, <laughs> not <laughs> solar. selling cable. <laughs> solar is a two week training cycle. You know, you would, right. you would be surprised. You would be surprised. I promise. That- I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had a, a first year rep reach out to me from Florida and he's working for mm-hmm. a company. They gave him a six page script to memorize and said, we'll send you out on deals as soon as you can read this verbatim. That was his training. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Okay, so let's, uh, you know, we have a lot of business owners to listen to this show, um, sales leaders, sales org owners, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you're at, at, at this point in your career, you're what is called a key player in the business, right? So 70, uh, 70 deals over a year is a big deal because it's consistency over a year, right? You can come in and sell 10 in a month and then disappear, right. you know what I mean, to your private island or whatever, you know? <laughs> uh, but how would you how would you uh give 
business owners or the sales leaders or sales org owners advice on recruiting a key player like yourself? Like what attracted you to the place you're at now? And then what's going to attract the key players in general? So I look for loyalty in the team. If I'm considering you as a business owner, I want to talk mm -hmm. to your top few sales guys, but I want to talk to like the middle guys. I want to know how yeah. long your people have stayed with you. And I want to know what you've invested and what you expect of them to invest back with you. I think loyalty to me, especially in this industry where everybody's chasing the lowest red line, mm -hmm. loyalty is 100%. My first key indicator, if you're going to be somebody that I can stick with, because I would have never left my first EPC if I hadn't moved out of state, right? I'm right. not in this to dance around. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. here to find a home and grow your business and become a partner yeah. and, you know, make this work. So I would say loyalty for sure. I also want to know, and this is personal, mm -hmm. I want to know that you, that your business is financially stable enough to sustain the growth, right? Um, with one of the EPCs that I've worked for in the past, they mm -hmm. were not financially prepared for any kind of growth. And the the people that suffered weren't just me and my team, but it was the homeowners that I made all of these promises to as well. Right. And uh, you can build a business, but you can't rebuild your reputation, right? So uh, it's me walking in and out of these houses. I need to know that you can stand behind me as a business owner and fulfill mm -hmm. the things that I'm ethically promising to the homeowners. Right. Um, well, then, and then you got to look at your downline on that, right? So, you know, every customer is potential for probably two or three referrals over the next year. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If yes. you're working your pipeline properly, you know? And so when those customers don't work out or, or whatever the case is, the company runs out of money and can't fulfill, I mean, you're not going to get those referrals. <laughs> Just bottom right. line. You know what I mean? Right. You, you weren't able to hold your end of the bargain. That's when it's easy for those homeowners to put the bad reviews out there too, right? Yeah. They have they have no loyalty to us at that point because we didn't mm -hmm. fulfill any of our promises. I'll tell you too, so many, so many business owners are focused on processes, right? Create the process so that it's unbreakable and then move on to the next thing. But I'm like a square peg in your round hole because mm -hmm. I, I will put stress. I will put strain on your process until I mm -hmm. either understand it or we can make it better, right? right? If, if I can understand it and your way is perfect, great, then I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, that can be frustrating. I think for a lot of business owners, I ask a lot of questions and, um, I, I want to completely understand everything before I walk into a home. So, I mean, just be prepared with, with the sales volume and with like the extra value that I do bring. I know I'm also kind of stressful. <laughs> I think that's part of it though. Like I, I tell my clients that we're going to build a sales program together, especially if it's a new sales program, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to build a sales program together and it's at only as good as your people's feedback. So like if, if we start implementing the pieces of this thing, and um, they're not using it and they're just doing business as usual and they're not giving you any feedback. That's usually an indicator that they're not using it. If they don't give feedback, right? That's right. <laughs> but when they start using it and they give feedback, don't act like just because Doug put it together, this is law, right? You need to be able to flex in these things. You need to be able to edit, move things around. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's, this is the hardest part for a business owner is that feedback just because they're not doing their controllable actions and so they're not getting the result from the system? Or is that feedback, they are doing the controllable actions and they see a tweak in the system that can get them even more results, you know? Right. And then that's, that, that is a key ingredient in a business owner's arsenal. If you can identify that, then we're in good shape. And yeah. so for, for me, like when I first built out the systems at my sales org, it took about three years before we had something we were like, this is it. 
You know what right. I mean? We're, we're going to make adjustments for products. We're going to make adjustments for the market, for, you know, cost of living. You know, we're, we're, we're going to tweak things constantly. That's always going to happen. But yeah. this is the foundation, you know. So when guys would come in and say things like, oh, hey, I'm going to, and this is a long time ago, <laughs> I'm going to sell on Craigslist. You know what I mean? Or yes. I'm going to sell in Facebook groups, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. It's like, no, just work the system. Trust me. Yes. You know, you're, you've yeah. been here all of two weeks, <laughs> like be here for six months before you try and change the system. But yes. when they did bring, bring these like changes that made me think, and then I would go into, let's just say they had a, a different system for training a new person coming in. So I go into the train, the trainer, and I would edit it. And then I put their name at the bottom with all the other names that contributed yeah. to that. That's you know cool. what I'm so it created that ownership, you yeah. know? But you, you, you do, you have to be willing to do that because especially in solar, the, the business, the systems, the sales process changes like every six months. For the sure. Dealer, Everything's changing. Yeah. The dealer fees, the commission amounts, the uh, panel yes. production. I mean, there's just so much that changes in that industry because it's, it's still a baby in retrospect, you know, it it's is. essentially 13 years old. You know, what 2010 was when right. the solar system started being residentially sold. And there's people that go back before that, but. I haven't met them though. Like all of yeah. the guys at SolarCon said exactly. I've been in this, in this ten years. Almost every single one. The John Framptons. Like I've been in yeah. this ten years. But I've yeah. heard the same. You know, to your point, when I first started, um, I worked mm-hmm. for uh, Brienne was was the owner of the sales work that I worked for, mm-hmm. um, and I would come in and I would have a million ideas too. And really, all it was was a million excuses for me to not knock. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yep. That's all it was. It was a million excuses because I was scared. I was scared of knocking doors. People are going to murder me or they're going to hate me or they're going to tell me that I'm dumb. And I hated it. So I would go to her and I'd say, hey, what if we did this? And she goes, what if you knocked 500 doors and then came back to me with your idea? And I was like, that was a real conversation we had in her office. Go knock 500 doors, write this down, and then go knock 500 doors and then come back and we'll talk about it. And I literally, I went, I knocked a door. I sat the guy the next day and closed him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe knocking is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I'm okay at this. <laughs> you're not alone. Everybody tries it. You know, and the only reason I didn't try it when I first started out was because I knew the contract forbid it, right? So with our AT&T <laughs> contract, the only way we could market the business was to knock doors. That's smart. You know what I'm <laughs> so smart. like, so when, whenever I came to the business, I was like, well, there, I had all these ideas and then I looked yes. at the contract and I was like, oh, they did that on purpose. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, You're not the first guy to have all yeah, these ideas. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. All right. So great, great advice, obviously on that. So in your, you know, you've done it for a year now, how are you going to, you know, you've got probably some people listening that are at that year mark. They're in your shoes. They understand what, everything that you're talking about. What are you going to do to kind of scale in year two is it is it is it still about the sales for you and you as an individual rep or now are you looking at okay you know i'm bringing a team on i'm going to start training people i'm going to start kind of expanding into leadership where are you at right now yeah it's about duplicating at this point it's exciting to close deals and get installs and help homeowners mm-hmm. but uh it is way more exciting to meet someone who maybe is a single mom and has just moved into her first apartment like i did when i started solar and uh and, and help her find herself, you know, like to help mm-hmm. a kid just out of college find himself. I put my 14 year old son on doors um, and close the deal for him. I, to me, it's about, yes, I'll, I'll bring the volume, but it's gonna be through a lot of other people at this point because 
I mean, I sold leadership training for five years before this, and uh, I, I did just not know. know that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm like, I, I noticed it in your writing. I was like, Sherry knows what the fuck she's talking about. She's only been doing <laughs> solar for one year, so I'm like, what is going on here? There's something yeah. there. Five years yeah. of leadership. There it is. Training. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So it's All really right. my life purpose. That's when I realized mm -hmm. my life purpose is to make other people see the best part of themselves. I always see the good in people. Um, and it's, I mean, it's probably annoying because I just tell you how great you are all the time because I see it and mm -hmm. being able to get someone to have that aha moment, just like in a sale, yeah. when you sit across from a homeowner and they go, oh, I get it. To see a person have that aha moment about their mm -hmm. own self-worth, like that's, that's it for me. Like that's the best. So I'll, I'll bring volume. I mean, uh, I've committed to 200 uh, installs this year, whether that's with me or with a team of five other people, like okay. I'll have 200 installs this year for sure. Oh, I love it. And I believe it a hundred percent. You know, when you talk about that energy that you're bringing to people, I remember when I met you in person in Vegas, right? I got it on social media and I met you in person in Vegas and I'm like, okay, she's real. This ain't just a <laughs> keyboard warrior. Like she was, you were just vibing. Like you were yeah. just, Top I was so nervous to meet you because you're uh -huh. such a deal in Apex. So I was so nervous to meet you in real life. <laughs> yeah, in, in Apex, that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's fantastic. And I love the mission. You know what I mean? I love the year two goal of uh, 200 installs and, and bringing in the team to do that. Let me ask you this. What do you think, who are you going to have to become in order to recruit that kind of team that can pull down 200 installs in a year? Because I mean, just to give you guys some context that aren't in solar, you know, uh, we had our best year last year. We maybe installed 60 systems like Sherry beat us by herself and I had a whole <laughs> team out there. OK, so who do you think you need to become to do 200? Um, just more. Man, that's a good question. Who do I have to become? Just consistent. I just have to become more consistent because. Mm -hmm it's easy for me to kind of get distracted in, okay, I'm going to go focus on referral partners, or I'm going to go focus mm -hmm. on learning more about the electrical side, or I'm going to go, you know, travel and train with some of the training companies, um, mm -hmm. staying focused on legitimately growing a team and then giving them 100% of my effort and not being a squirrel all over the place. That's, that's right. going to be my, my biggest challenge for sure. Luckily, um, the place that I'm at now, the owner has, I don't know, patience level expert. So, mm -hmm. Um, and he's great at recruiting. So I think I'm, I, I somehow strategically have placed myself in the perfect place. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of focus, a lot of focus. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't agree more whenever you go from year one to year two, and now you're going into leadership, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's solar, it doesn't matter if it's roofs, home services, um, high end security, like one of my clients sells. Like when you go from that year one to year two, you're like, okay, now I want to like make an impact. I want to bring, mm -hmm. I want to show them how to do what I did. Right. Yeah. Um, the first thing you got to get really good at is recruiting. Right. right. And, and I feel like you're already going to be good at that because you were doing leadership sales and that's a whole nother, you have to like get in deep with people in order to sell yes. leadership. Yeah. You know it was referral based only. Like you couldn't have bought oh, our wow. training. You had to be referred in by somebody else. Okay. And put so a thousand people through that training. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be incredibly important to personally recruit and you're hundred percent right. Like us being in apex and around RBO and these different masterminds, Arate, SolarCon, you know, Knox stars, door-to-door uh, -door university, all these different events, things and stuff we can go to and we can learn like crazy. Right. They, even they can be distractions, right? I feel like 
you've probably been to enough and learned enough at this point to execute the goal that you're going to execute. So the rest that you're going to learn is going to be in the process. Doing That's right. Work, you know That's the hard part, right? Like chasing <laughs> the dopamine of all of these events, like yeah. that feels good to yeah. chase what's happening. But um, man, just really dialing in and staying focused with myself is going to be, it's going to be the tough part for me. And I'm speaking from a place of experience. Like the reason that like I was a big deal in Apex is because I spent six figures in one year on going to all these events, you know, yes. making all these amazing relationships, making all these connections, bringing them on the podcast, like teaching them how to build sales teams. And, and um, I just had a lot of fun. And, and, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like that is the reason I am where I am now, uh, 100%. But is it also the reason that it didn't work out for me in the solar business? I mean, wow. yeah, there's a lot of variables that go on there, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I would say that it, is, it was definitely a factor, but it also brought me to my calling, which was consulting, you know? And yeah. so I'm really enjoying that piece of it now. But looking back, I'm like, man, that weekend without my family and going to this event or whatever, like, was it worth it? You know what I mean? Right. So now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm focused on executing and executing only and you know, quarterly events and stuff like that with an apex. Um, now I'm taking, I am, I'm going back to all the notes I have because I'm a crazy ass note taker. I'm literally <laughs> writing what they're saying, you know, <laughs> good for you. And I can actually like pull all that information back out of it. And honestly, I never looked back at my notes. It was like a subconscious thing. If I typed yeah. it, then I, then I was listening because I'm ADD. So yeah. I have to like be doing something. <laughs> yeah. and so that's what I do with note taking. Right. And then I actually yeah. listen. If not, my brain's going to be in la la land, you know, doing something <laughs> else or executing on something back home when That's I'm right. supposed to be present at the event or present at the event when I'm supposed to be executing back home. You know, it's like for sure. You know what's crazy is now, like I said, my son's 14, mm -hmm. and uh, he's he found a little bit of money in solar with me, so he's gung ho. He's old enough in the state of Texas to legally solicit now, so he can door knock and he can be on my payroll. And um, hell yeah. What's cool, though, is that like, yes, I'm teaching him how to communicate. I'm teaching him mm -hmm. all these things through solar. But I also now get to start taking him out when I'm speaking to companies. So um, Dave Taggart invited me to come speak to a bunch of roofing um, business owners that in is. the middle of the month. Mm -hmm. And I, so I like texted my son. My, he thinks I'm a rock star, of course, which is great. But <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm like, now you get to go. And I like being able to expose my son to like me being the person on stage while everybody else takes notes like uh it's a cool shift in, in, uh, in our life. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and I love that. I love that. Cause I know what that feels like, you know, the first time my kids saw me on YouTube, they're like, dad, you're a YouTube star. And I'm yes. like, did you see the views? Ignore the views. Yes. I'm a YouTube star, you know, but no, like I, you know, I'm one of those in, and this is tough. I'm struggling with this. I go back and forth on it. You know, I know there's a lot of business owners out there that like indoctrinate their kids with it. And, you know, their kids know their core value and they're like, like freaking little machines, you know, and yeah. I, I don't mean that the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I want my kids to be curious mm -hmm. and to like kind of ask to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? I want yeah. them to want it because I'm so afraid of like boxing them into something. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. My son, he's an actor. He's a free spirit. He's, he's an artist, you know what I mean? My youngest son, he's the ball player. You know, he's the one that's going to be a firefighter, a policeman. He's, he's got a servant, a protector's heart, 
right? Mm-hmm. And my daughter's the bookworm, you know, she's going to be the engineer, you know, but she's <laughs> also the one saying now, hey, dad, I'm going to take over your business someday. Tell Ooh, me more. Okay. What do you guys talk about on the podcast, you know? And yes. all these different things and stuff. So she's the one that's kind of curious about it, you know? That feels good, right? And they're all going to open up a restaurant together also while they're doing all these other things, apparently. In their in the <laughs> infinite amount of free time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you so, let me know when grand opening is. I'll be there. Right, exactly. No. So, no, that's awesome. So is, is that something that you're going to... I guess how are you how are you how are you going to capitalize and and this may just be a mission this may just be a purpose you have to pour into others right but do you feel like there's an opportunity there also to to basically capitalize on those opportunities to speak in other companies yeah for sure i mean what does it ultimately look like for myself i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. yet right but um i know that solar impacts so many lives and it's mm-hmm. such there is such a draw to bring people and it's people that are like me right now, right? Like it's people that didn't graduate high school, people with no college degrees, people that may have a kid or two. Um, they may be a single parent. There's so many people that are exactly like me. Um, it doesn't matter where we live or, or, you know, who we are, but fundamentally we're, we're so similar that I know that my, the mess that has been the last two years of my life Mm -hmm. can be a message that inspires them to change theirs. So, how am I going to, you know, how do I monetize it? Who I don't know yet, but, mm-hmm. but knowing that I inspired at least one person to, to change their life mm-hmm. with something like solar that changes so many other lives, like, man, it's, it's just a total win for me. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, you do, you get those messages, you know what I mean? In, in your DMs and stuff. It's like, Hey, that post, that talk, you know what I mean? Or you get the phone call afterwards or whatever the case is, the email uh that's massive it it, it is it's it, it's like a drug but a really good drug a yes div- a divine drug I should say. <laughs> yes i i heard someone say i think it was mel robinson or somebody like be careful like if you trust all if, if you give credit to all of the good you have to give credit to all the bad too right so mm-hmm. i do my best to stay very even with the feedback that i get i appreciate the good feedback i also appreciate the the feedback for improvement um but i i, I do my best to just stay even with it all because my ego enjoys it, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm doing my best to just be of service right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get, I get really, and you probably noticed it that night at, at uh, the RBO meetup. I get really uncomfortable when someone compliments me. I don't know, <laughs> childhood issues, mommy issues, daddy issues, I don't know, but I'm still working through that and, and getting better at accepting it, right? That's got to be hard because you're such a big deal everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So we would, uh, it, it wouldn't be good if we, if we left the podcast without going over some tactical sales stuff, right? So what do you find in your sales process that is really working for you? I mean, like really clicking a big part of those 70 sales. Uh, I show credibility immediately. As a woman showing up to the door, they don't expect it to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And I almost have to earn credibility faster than a man would. So um, I have spent countless hours. I've been through the last two NEC books. Um, I... I spend countless hours learning about electrical um, Mm -hmm. and about the technology of solar. So I will walk in your house and I'm immediately your expert. Uh, I'll walk you to your main panel and we're going to talk about backfeed. I'll climb up in your attic and we'll we'll look at your insulation and we'll talk about insulation. 
Um, I'll walk around your house and I will literally just, we'll look at the sticker on your water heater if, if I feel like I haven't earned your, your trust yet. So to me, walking in and becoming the expert in your eyes, 100% is, uh, is what's gained trust for me. And a lot of my business is referral at this point. So uh, that part's working. No, I love that. And there were so many opportunities. Uh, okay, so when you think, when you scale that, right? Like how, how would you recommend all right, I don't have the Sherry that's going to go do it herself, right? I've got to teach my people this kind of information that you're talking about because it is massive. Being able to walk in and not just say, hey, solar's going to give you an offset. You're going to save, you know, 40 grand over the next 25 years. That can't be it. Not anymore, right? right. Consumers are becoming more educated by it. They're seeing the scams happen. They're seeing customers get screwed over. They're going to become the detectives themselves, which is sounds like your selling style and then going to be their buying style now, right? You got to yeah, come, got to come with it, the credibility, right? Of course. How do you think we can incorporate that into a sales program? Cause that's a, what you're learning. You're, you're learning from guys like Jake Hess, you know what I mean? Yes. That puts on that, that uh, he put on that training for that, you know, mm -hmm. but probably a lot deeper than most people do that just show up to the training. Right. And right. so how do you think we can systemize that and, and not overwhelm our entry level reps? So even just that one single training of Jake's that you're talking about, I would break it up into four pieces and I would have tests and you can't walk into a house until you can tell me the, uh, the equation for backfeed. Like I will not let you sell to someone if you don't understand the tax credit. You know what I mean? Okay. Like there are things that we force them to know before they go in, but the electrical side, I, I would say the electrical side and what's actually covered in your installation agreement. Those mm -hmm. are the two things that if, if you learn, in depth those two things you'll blow every other salesperson out of the water but i think if you just break it up and throw it into your three days of training give them little tests at the end um none of it's hard information we just companies just don't put a lot of inf uh, emphasis on it and, and, and you're 100 percent right myself included i was guilty of that and so what about the the tax credit right so i i have one customer right now that i'm literally paying a separate cpa that specializes in solar to go through their taxes because yep. they were only able to get six grand back when they should have gotten like 15. Right. And I they were, told they were going to get 15. Right. Exactly. And so, um, in, in, in that part of the training we did, it was like, don't quote, don't tell them they're going to get something. This is what yes. they can get. This is what is available, but it all depends on your personal tax return, you know? Yes. And so, but of course, salesmen take their liberties, right? <laughs> we can't yes. always recruit the honest ones, you know? That's right. And so, um, I'm dealing with that right now. How would you recommend anybody that's in solar to position that to the customer? Position the tax credit? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. So I also sometimes use that same tax company I think that you're talking about through Apex. Mm -hmm. I'll also say if things are tricky and I don't understand somebody's yeah. tax situation, I'll also use that company. Mm -hmm. um, but here's, here's what I say, you know, and I'll give you my exact line. Do you, do you Mr. Homeowner, do you pay federal taxes? And they'll go, oh, yeah, of course I do. Oh, oh, yeah. Too much. And, I'm, and I laugh and I'm like, oh, I'm going to find somebody someday that says no. And I'm going to have the answer for everybody. Ha, ha, ha. Right. And then I just say, you know, what's your taxable liability? How much do you make in a year? I don't mean to be intrusive, but let's talk about like some real numbers. And then I'll say, hey, here's what the government's offering for your, your solar system. Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, based on what you've told me, this is what you could be eligible for. I'm not a licensed CPA. It's probably if you don't pay someone to do your taxes, this is probably a really incredible year for you to pay mm -hmm. someone to help you do your taxes. Um, in an ideal world, this is what could happen. 
if this doesn't happen, no big deal. Nothing goes away. All that could potentially happen is that your payment still goes up a little bit, but mm. that payment's still going to be less than what you're paying today. I love it. I love it. And, and, and you do step into that space with them, whereas we were kind of afraid of it, but you step into that space of like, how much are you bringing home in a year? Are you paying taxes? How much do you pay in taxes a year? Like most yeah. people are W2, so they have that that uh, W9 that shows them, you know, how much that they paid taxes in a year. And if it's 20 grand, and their tax credit is 15, we're probably in good shape. Yeah. Do you have five kids that you're, that you're claiming on your taxes? Do you not have five mm -hmm. kids? Like the tax code is public record. So as a, right. as a solar sales rep, go read it, go read it. Don't quote people exactly what they're going to get back on their tax credit. Mm -hmm. Take the opportunity to understand it as a human. I'm also not going to necessarily like, tell them about the gauge of copper wire that's going into the system, but I understand yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So I would say that there's nothing that should come up in a home that an individual sales rep shouldn't at least be aware of or know something about. You don't have to give that information to the homeowner, but mm -hmm. know it because you're going to feel so much more confidence when you're sitting at the table, when they bring something up and you're not shocked or sometimes commission salespeople will, uh, just be thirsty and they'll just say yes or answer whatever they yeah. need to because they haven't had a sale in a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a few of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've all met them. <laughs> Dude, all it, met them. And it's, it's crazy. Cause like, look, you know, you're an apex, so you know how much we preach on core values and making sure that your team knows them. But at, at the end of the day, you're not going to know until it's too late, whether they have them or not. Yes. That's just the bottom line. That's right. You know, they, they'll come in and preach a good game. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, but you got to be there, you got to recognize it and get rid of it fast. Cause if you don't, yes. you get to end up in my shoes, which is like, that's right. Probably another 30 grand I'm gonna have to pay out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling you. Yeah. I would say spot check, you know, do your business owners take the mm -hmm. time. I know you're busy installing the deals that we're all pushing through your system. Right. Um, take the time and randomly go sit with people in their presentation. If they lie every single time about the tax credit, they're not going to know the truth when you sit with them. They're not going to be able to fake it. They're going to stumble. It's going to be very clear. So mm -hmm. take the time, spend an hour, and just go randomly sit with somebody during a presentation. Just see what happens. I think that's massive. Like that advice you gave right there made the whole podcast worth it. That's real. <laughs> and that's something that I, I used to actually do. We used to, mm -hmm. we had a survey system that would send texts out to customers and they would have to go through the survey. Basically it was us auditing the sales rep. It was the customer satisfaction survey, but it was us auditing the, the sales rep. And that was something that we were putting in place before we winded it down, you know, cause yeah. we knew we needed it. Right. And then we would, we would call and have conversations with the, the customer afterwards to make sure that they were completely happy, satisfied, weren't any issues in the process and that they weren't misled in any way. Again, yeah. I'm not calling you and saying, were you misled in any way? I'm asking them pointed questions that would tell me if they were misled or not, you know? That's right. And then we can head it off earlier. We can, we can say, hey, I'm sorry about that. That uh, sales rep isn't going to be on this campaign anymore because they told you that. And we're going to take care of whatever we can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the back. And I think you earn a lot of credibility from the homeowner because they get it. Mm -hmm. They're humans. Like, yeah. they just want to know they can trust the company that's going to be bolting this to their roof. They want to know they can trust that company, right? No, I couldn't agree more. I love it. You brought a, a ton of value to the show. So you're located where in Texas? I'm, I'm in Plano, just north of Dallas. We service okay. all of Texas, though. 
Yeah, I always say DFW, but you're in yeah, you service all of Texas. So if you're looking for solar, Sherry D's the one that's going to get it for you. It's done. If you're listening to this and you get solar from anybody else but Sherry, <laughs> come into your house at 4 a.m. when people aren't prepared and we're going to handle some business. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. I will kill all of your grass. I'll kill all the grass <laughs> in your front yard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but no, more importantly, if you are thinking about getting into solar or if you're not in a good situation right now reach out to sherry she can probably guide you through it she's probably been through it honestly yes. and uh where, where can they reach out to you um on instagram just at the sherry d so t-h-e sherry d um it's probably the fastest way to get me on instagram 100 i got i got i got two more questions for you i'm here for it all right what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind mm. Man, legacy, it really just means that I—that when my body dies, I don't, right? So uh, I've always just wanted to be remembered for being, some th being somebody that made a difference, being something great for the world. Um, man, if I can just leave any legacy behind, I just want my son to know that, that like the, the, the months that I slept on a floor in an apartment working three jobs, like uh, just so he would never have to struggle, like that's, that's good for me, man. I love it. I love it. And and what was that line again? Legacy or uh, that when I die, what did you when say? When my body dies, it doesn't mean that I do, right? I want to. I love that. I wanna, I wanna live that's a that's a Viking thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Lot of Thank you so much for uh, blessing us and coming on the show, providing us with some of your knowledge and your experiences and everything. And uh, looking looking forward to doing this again a couple of years down the road. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. All right. Let's get building. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. We really do appreciate it. As you know, we believe that great leaders build great teams. How do you become a great leader? You learn from the greats. Join us at the Million Dollar Mastermind put on by Ryan Stuman in Frisco, Texas, and learn everything that you need to learn to be that great leader. The link will be in the description below. As always, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts so you can stay up to date with the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Let's get building.